Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Middays with Marcus Mabin. 8150-939 is the number. 93.9 is the station. And people, I do want to give you a little bit of basketball talk. I want to give you a little bit of a basketball fix. Again, I understand it's not everybody's cup of tea, especially with the current situation at the University of Louisville, but I'm still a sports fan first. I'm still a basketball fan first. But before I get into the basketball talk of the conversation, it is my duty to remind everybody or, or, or give a special thanks and shout out to one of the newest members of the team, Kentuckiana Pump Sales, for every home, building, business, or municipality that all rely on the movement these pumps provide. People, the moment you need a water or sewage pump, you should be thinking Kentuckiana Pump Sales. They're like our first responders or essential personnel. Over 35 years of experience, best service, absolute fairest price, and it's right over in Jeffersonville, Indiana. People, go see Harold or go see Mark. They'll find out exactly what you need. Utility, sump, affluent, grinder, sewage, anything you need. 3303 Industrial Parkway, Jeffersonville, Indiana, of course. Or you can give them a call, 812-725-9217. Or simply visit KentuckyAnnaPumps.com basketball segment shall commence. I know we mentioned it in the first hour, but you cannot have a basketball segment in Louisville, Kentucky without a huge, huge shout out. A uh, uh, you don't want to, I won't do necessarily moment of silence because that doesn't necessarily work on radio. But just a, a big time, uh, a farewell to one of the, just the legends, just the flat out legendary coaches in Coach Jerry Jones. Now, now people, you know how I personally digest news like this. I am a appreciate the good. I am a, you know, I, 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 I mean, I know the family you know, we'll miss him dearly. Um, me as a, as a, I don't know, I'm, I, I say it all the time. I'm more like a second line kind of guy, you know, during, during passings, you know, we, we celebrate the, the life achievements. We celebrate the time we got to know, you know, great people. We, we, we talk about the, 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 the times and the good conversations and, you know, we just, I'm, I'm just an appreciative person of, of all the time I had. Coach Jerry Jones, although 
He was just recently retired. When I got to the University of Louisville, he was around. <laughs> he was around and he was coaching and he was picking at me and he was picking he was picking my brain to find out how how uh young and dumb I was or or how, you know, maybe how smart IQ or seeing if I got a good head on my shoulders. He was he was always poking and prodding a little bit from the moment I got on campus, people. Coach Jones is one of the real savants. Now, when you talk Coach Jones and basketball, it's like it's like the character, like a it's like a data on Star Trek. Not not quite the Spock, because Spock was a little more threatening, but Data was just like intimidatingly smart <laughs> listen coach Jerry Jones in a basketball conversation environment you will lose <laughs> you will lose listen you uh, uh, again you can't imagine being coming around a corner at at okay when I got here you had the the um the sack, you know, you had the, the the new facilities downstairs, you had the new facilities upstairs. Like I want people just I, I mean, I know everybody's heard, you know, a, a lot of Coach Jones stories, you know, like I said, other shows and everybody, you know, a guy like that been around this this, you know, this long, loves to talk to people, loves people, loves to talk to people, loves to interact. You you're not gonna have any any shortness of stories and interactions with one coach Jerry Jones but I just want to give you just just a, a a moment of perspective you cannot imagine being a young punk <laughs> at the University of Louisville right being a young punk and coming around the corner in the basketball offices. I mean, I, I have I have Judy. <laughs> I have Judy right at the desk. When I walk through these beautiful glass doors as a young freshman punk, I got beautiful secretary Judy right at the desk. Very, very, very polite, very just just happy to see. You know, you see Judy. And you say, ah, Judy, what's going on? And blah, blah, blah. You know, hi, Marcus. And, uh, right? You just have a good little conversation. And you turn one of these corners in a basketball office, and you hear a Coach Davenport and a Coach Jones, and you almost think, you think they're fighting. You you think they're fighting at first. Then you think somebody on our team just got in trouble and is going to jail. Right? Like like that's the anticipation. You can't like like you'll come around the corner and and, and coach Joe or coach Dapport said, "You cannot have that. You cannot have that on any team." And I'm just like, "Whoa. <laughs> Who's in trouble? Who did what?" Listen, they're talking about the 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 they're talking about 
out of bounds plays and and whether or not you should you should play with your you know with your your left foot up or or your or your you know or your right foot up or, or on this on on the the <laughs> on the the court pressure or should you go into a can you, is it possible to go in a half court trap or play one three one out of an out of bounds play or something like that? And they're talking about an individual player and can you do that? This is a normal Tuesday in a basketball office at the University of Louisville in the basketball department with Co- with a coach Jones and a and a and a coach Davenport. And here's the thing. You listen to them, and then you just like you almost want to just like go to the next room because you're gonna get pulled into the conversation, and they're gonna ask you some life changing, you know, futuristic, uh, uh, you know, what kind of player do you want to be, kind of kind of thing. You you know how it, you know how, you know how it is when 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 your parents just have to ask you a, a question that that is just a little too heavy, and you're like. Oh, Coach Coach Jones, I, I I can't deal with this heavy question today. This heavy basketball philosophy question today. I just wanted to eat my cereal and watch cartoons. <laughs> and over over like over time, you you begin to get an appreciation. Um, even as a young man, you know you start to kind of you know laugh at these jokes. Um, when I returned to school, uh, you know, like I said, I, I I began, you know, sitting at the games and talking to Coach Coach Jones. I, I like I said, I I began to look forward to those conversations, and it it was it, uh, he's a, he was a great person to bounce your own basketball IQ off of. You know, it's one of those things like, or, or you have a conversation with Coach Jones, and and he's a great listener, so. He he can like he'll he'll under, he'll wait and listen until he finds out what what are you saying and then he'll give you a judgment. He won't make you feel stupid, but it's it was just great to sit around and talk basketball with Coach Jones. All you know as many times as I had to you know like I said just to just to bounce ideas off of him. Like I said, I he 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 was retired, so I didn't get the full Coach Jones basketball effect. But I got the office. I got the I got the basketball office, Coach Jones. I got the sitting at the games, Coach Jones in front row, getting ready for games. And just like I said, it there's nothing more from my personal experience but just to laugh at how in tune he he is with the game and just how many like how many players he brings up. He can come up with an example, a comparison for every player. And and Phil Baker will love this. Coach Jones probably had the least amount of skin color player comparisons <laughs> that I ever seen in my life. You know how like everybody likes to say, "Oh, well, Dirk Nowitzki and Larry Bird." You know what I'm saying? And you know, blah blah blah. You know, like, like if, <laughs> if you if if Coach Jones gave you a comparison, it, it would be like it would be like. David Padgett and Butch Beard or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, of course not that comparison, but it was always like, it, it was always a very natural uh, uh, basketball comparison. He never did the 
uh, look for the six foot nine white guy and compare him to another six foot nine white guy. You know, when you say, oh, you know, that player kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, Russ Smith kind of reminds me of, you know, this guy, you know, BJ Flynn, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I know I'm using kind of extreme, you know, extreme terms, but it was always funny and feel. Listen, if y'all don't know, if people don't know around here, you want to get under Phil Baker's skin, compare every light-skinned uh, basketball player to Jason Tatum, and you will get Phil Baker's attention. <laughs> That's like the biggest pet peeve, the the easy uh, look-alike comparison on the on the on a basketball court or a football court or a basketball court or football field. This just drives Phil Baker crazy. It's funny. Yeah, Jerry Jones, he never he never fell into that comparison trap of 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 comparing skin color and looking like he actually thought about people's games and 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 the comparison. So I thought that was always funny. I always took that with me. So, um just do want to say you know, very much condolences to the family. Um, you know, it's a, it's a loss for the community. You know, it, it's just, it's a loss. You know, it's, it's a loss. There's no other way to, you know, say it. But um, it, it's, a, it's a loss. But there's been so much gain with a coach, Jerry Jones, that the, the loss is, you know, it, I don't want to say it's minor. I don't have the words to say it. But the loss is much less of a loss when you appreciate, you know, all the good years that you had with a guy like coach Jerry Jones. So that that's kind of what you know what what my what my coach Jones um my coach Jones uh take uh, uh I don't say take uh, uh feelings feelings energy emotion you know, like I said, it's 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 a second line. It's just kind of a celebration of Coach Jones' life, not not uh, a, a mourning, uh, so to speak, of the passing. Um, um, and then, yeah, that that's about all I can say with that. Um, and this is this was a, a very unnatural transition, but it popped in my head while I was talking about Coach Jones, and then I said losses, and then of course. What, do, what does my brain go to when I say losses and then I go to the basketball conversation? There's there's two ways you might have went with this. You would you might have went straight to a Pittsburgh loss. You might have went straight to Miami. Imp- uh, I almost say impending. Because uh, you always have a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. Um, injuries. J. J. Trainer injury loss. Now I'm going to get into the basketball conversation, but here's the thing: coming out of Pittsburgh game, I mean it. it we can face it. It was <clears throat> the Pittsburgh was one of the more disappointing energy level games. That, that I've seen this year is very, very disappointing energy level, very disappointing start. Um, I, I will say this. I, I, I'm going to jump right back into the JJ trainer conversation, but I will say this. Boy, I am so glad that he called that timeout a minute into the game. <laughs> Because listen, and y'all know I am I am a positive, I am a glass half full with all of my life. 
But even I, after the start of that game, I my my heart rate, my heart rate, my blood pressure, every metaphysical reaction a, a body can have to an external stimulus, I absolutely had that. When I watched those first couple of rebounds go to Pittsburgh at the beginning of that game, oh my God. My, like I said, my f- internal physical responses to the start of that game were, oh, man, I, like I would be surprised. <clears throat> I would, I would, I would love to see myself hooked up to EKG machines and MRI machines and see what my body's internal reaction was to the first to the first moments of that game and to see and to see how what my body what my temperature dropped to how my calm came over after he called that timeout early because had he not called that timeout within the first one minute 13 seconds oh man goodness gracious I don't know what could happen so loss news coming out of the game before the game you lost JJ Trainer for the rest of the season. Um, very, very disappointing. Um, like I said, I'm I'm aware of social media. I've been in the media market for a long time, so I know I know the questions get asked. I know the the piranha cycle. I know the fan cycle. I know how people digest. You know, news like that. You know, there's one side. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, maybe I don't want to say one side because this is this is a, you know, ten sided die, or dice, whatever. <clears throat> Sorry, <clears throat> JJ Trainer being out. There's a there's a a, a group that says it's this huge loss, and JJ was the difference maker. Your news, JJ's out. There's a, there's another side that's that wants affirmation instead of information, and they say, "Oh, well, JJ's giving up." And there's another side that just has empathy and just says, "No, no, JJ's been battling this. He's been balanced for a long time. We've seen him battling this. Um, you know, or all that stuff." Like I said, there's there's all the perspectives. I uh, listen, and here's the problem: it's my job to entertain every type of person. Listen, I wanted to know more details when I first heard about it. Said he got, he got back in practice Friday, heard it again. You know, um, listen, I, I, even I, who sometimes I don't want to know what's behind the scenes. I, I don't want to know. I don't like doing radio with knowledge that that other people don't have. You know, like like I, I don't I don't want to get inside information to do radio. Okay, I like having I like having inside information. Don't get me wrong, but I don't like to I don't like to have it for radio shows because I mean it's, it's it's like working with Steve. You can't hold that in, <laughs> but. You know, not having any inside information, not not really knowing what was going on with uh, JJ Trainer's shoulder, and it's a 
HIPAA violation, I guess, to even know what's going on if, if he didn't want you to know. Um, just, you know, just watching him go through that and just kind of, you know, like I said, the, the 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 basketball player in me, the, the dad in me, the coach in me, you know, just, there's always conflicting emotions. You know, is it something you can play through? You know, I, I see you, you know, it, it's 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 the same thing I used to have to deal with. It's the same thing J.J. Turner's dad used to have to do it. His, the look on his face never gives away the emotion you know I, I you know hey Marcus you smile too much you know you are you playing serious are you are you are you dedicated you know why are you laughing so much you know it's, it's like I, I get it I get it so I, I never knew really the details of what was going on with his shoulder um and I'll say this I would if I did a clickbait title I'll say what is JJ trainer being out for the season what does it mean for for the team now J.J. Trainer's effect on the team is effect when the team is playing good. J.J. Trainer's effect on the team, I don't think, is as strong when the team is playing bad. That might be like one of my nicer ways of saying, you know, J.J. kind of went along with the team. You know, the, the good games when everybody's clicking, you know, J.J.'s clicking the same way. When the bad games where everybody's missing assignments, you know, everybody's – and I'm saying – I don't say everybody, but you get my point. Like, when there's a lot of missed assignments, when there's a lot of, you know, poor players, a lot, a lot of turnovers, I don't think J.J. ever kind of pulled, you know, pulled guys out of out of their slumps and slumbers. You know, it's just not really the, you know, the personality. That, that being said, oh, it sucks. It still sucks because he did provide you – with the most exciting plays, most of the most exciting plays of the past two years. Like, there, there's no there's no doubt about that. Now, listen, um, I, I've held J.J. to a Brandon Huntley Hatfield standard. I've held J.J. to a, a Jalen Withers standard. I've held J.J. to a Jalen Reeves-Maben standard. <laughs> like, like it, it's probably, he probably could have never done he probably could have never done enough <laughs> to satisfy me with what he brought to the table, you know, on, on the court. But um, again, it really, really sucks to lose a player that athletic. And and like I said, I, you know, I I wouldn't speculate anything past, you know, sh- shoulder. I'd probably expect it to hear. And again, this is just me. This is just me, you know. T leaves. This is me, athlete. You know, hey, if your shoulders down bad like that, um, I'd expect to hear, you know, either a surgery or something, something like that. If I hear medical red shirt conversation, I might revisit the whole, you know, the, my whole thought process on this. But um, like I said, he he's a loss to the team, but I don't think he's a. I mean, while he is a game changer, if the team is playing good, he puts you over the hump. Um, I don't think he's a game changer when a team is playing bad, you know, to 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 move people in in, in that direction. Um, so my my basketball conversation moving forward is it won't be about players being out, who's who's out, who's in. Now, will I acknowledge? You know, hey, these are some games. You know, you know when you're when you're heavy out, when you're no JJ, when you're no Manny, when you're no um, uh, Trey White. You know, it's like I, I won't I won't ignore, but I'll still say, hey, my my um 
my viewing of the game is through a a, a lens of of what of their effort what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, what they're doing fundamentally uh, sound, what what's the game plan, you know, uh, uh, are they, you know, are they familiar with their assignments, you know, where's the scouting? I mean, it, it's a it's so many other places that I'll be watching the game, enjoying the game, critiquing the game from from all these other, you know, point of views. So, injury-centric conversation won't be a big part of of of, of what I talk about moving forward and and although injuries are never a good thing they they always provide opportunities to people who hasn't either necessarily gotten the opportunities or you know or maybe it's it's, it's still a break for for some of the people and it's a it's a shiny new toy whenever you get an injury you know me, listen, years and years and years of, of doing what I do. Shiny new toys, injuries out. Let's check the let's check the pulse of the team. Let's check the effort level of the team. You know, you get a superstar out. Does the team, you know, uh, 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 circle the wagons a, a little bit? I, I didn't I didn't see that um, circling the wagon so much, but. There were some moments and some situations that I am still going to enjoy, you know, uh, paying attention to. And here's the thing. I can I can keep on telling you to prepare yourself to be mad at this team. What are you going to be mad at this team about? You're going to say the phrase. You are going to say the phrase. This is, my, this is a prediction of mine. And this prediction comes off of, <laughs> you're going to hear the phrase, where the hell has that been? Right? That phrase is going to, you're going to utter it, and it's going to make you angry, and then you're going to say, damn it, Marcus, you told me I was going to say, where the hell has that been? You're going to say, listen, you're going to say it a couple times. Um... Moving forward, that, that, like I said, that's a that's a dry radio prediction that will happen almost to a guarantee. I tell you what, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll take our last commercial break. Middays with Marcus Maven, ninety three nine The Ville. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Middays with Marcus Maven. 8150-939 is the number. 93.9 is the station. We're rolling along on this very, very wet, very washy day outside. People, I hope you are being careful. This was one of those mornings. I got to say it. This is one of those mornings 
where when I was driving to work and I'm just looking at all the cars ride ride up on each other's bumpers, it was one of those just, Marcus, if you get to work safe and sound and get home safe and sound, you need to take a deep breath. It was a violent, violent road out there this morning in the rain. My goodness. So listen, to whoever you serve, if you serve a, a, a if you if you serve a deity, whichever deity you serve, I think you should take a moment and say thank you if you have avoided any kind of collisions with 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 the weather. Um, like I said, it's 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 been pretty nasty out there. Um, and again, it's gonna be nastier. And thank goodness if you if you have a safe space. You know, and, and you can and you can be out of this weather, which reminds me, people, your home is your fortress and your first line of defense is your roof. So if your roof is under attack by either Mother Nature or Father Time, you should be calling Citadel Roofing and Citadel Roofing and Construction. Citadel Roofing and Construction is locally owned and operated. We'll provide free inspections, estimates, and of course, they'll work with your insurance. Did I also mention their A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau? Let Citadel Roofing and Construction protect the roof that protects you by calling 502-219-7964 today. Seriously, people, the weather is going to get harsher. If you need something done, if you need your roof checked on, if you need any other construction, if you want to shore up anything around your home, and the values of homes are going up, up, up. So take care of your home. Call Citadel. Call a trusted member, uh, a, a trusted construction company, Citadel Roofing and Construction. Again, I'll give you the number, 502-219-7964 today. When I talk during the basketball conversation before on, on the end of the last break, I said, you know, there's some there's some particular things that I'm, I'm going to look for uh, on the basketball side. There's some things I'm going to look for on the personnel side. And all the while, I'm going to avoid as much as humanly possible in my spirit to be thinking about, you know, coaches as far as coaching jobs. I'm going to get through my season I'm going to get through my season without playing a, a, a fantasy college sports gym. And I will say this. I will say this. Once you once you kind of sit on the sideline and meditate, you know, like like it, it's one of the gifts to go out in public and and everybody wants to talk about coaches and coaching candidates and player personnel and all that good stuff. But, you know, with this basketball thing, sitting on the side and watching the, 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 watching the circus has, has been, it's been eye-opening. It's, it's been pretty eye-opening. Like, like the, cir- the sideline circus, like watching, I forget who, who, who put out the stat the other day, like, when you're on the stage, sometimes you you lose sight of, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm trying not to say that in that in the the arrogant way you would call it, but just when I'm when I'm on the stage, when I'm on the radio, when I'm in public, you know, uh, uh, being you know a, a an MC of sorts of sports conversation, 
when I do that, uh, it, it, I'm supposed to have answers. I'm supposed to have, you know, big, strong opinions, you know, and, uh, and all that good stuff. But sometimes, you know, you just watch, you get to watch from the crowd. And I've got a chance to watch basketball a little bit more from the crowd, you know, because it's, it's not it's not like dire. The, 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 the conversations on a day-to-day basis are not dire. Uh, listen, I don't like that part. It pisses me off as, as all get out because I do this for a living. But I will say, you watch it from the crowd. You watch uh, um, the crowd interact with the sports media. You 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 go from you know the 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 last year's team, the 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 last year's personnel conversation. You watch the conversation of L. Ellis killing it and Jalen Withers starting at Carolina, and you know you're just watching these. And, and Sidney Curry, you know, had these five dunks, and you know, and, and this night, and just you know, just you just watch. Oh man, C C C. And he fast forward and. You know, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't give harsh numbers or anything like that. But you know, you watch and Ellis is you know, three points a game, maybe five, and Jalen Withers is one, two, you know, two, one, two, three points a game, and Roosevelt Wheeler is, golly, is point three points a game, and Kamari Lands is, might be four or five points a game, and you're like. Ugh. And I'm like, look, and in my mind, I'm like, Marcus, don't even have that conversation. Just let it go. Don't even get look. Don't don't reintroduce yourself to being a part of this, the the circus. It's, that's it's not good for anybody, right? And you watch that stuff, and then then the other side of the circus, you know, the the coaching circus part. You 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 you. You get on social media, you hear, you know, I mean, you can take it back to, you know, to the two days after Coach Payne's first game. And you know, we should we should hire this guy and should hire that guy. And, and every week it's what it, whoever's the flavor of the month. The first flavor of the month is anybody that you, can, you think can beat Coach Calipari. And the second flavor of the month is the most expensive coach out there. <laughs> that's that's basically the coaching carousel. The the yeah the 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 guy who's rebuilding and costs the the most. And anybody you can think beats Coach Cal, right? And then you say, okay, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll watch the circus from the sideline a little bit. I'll I'll reserve my opinion because. You know, like I said, it's, you know, I, I was a little closer to having coach conversation. And Josh Hurry kind of said what he said, and you know, it's just basically don't don't sit on the curb waiting for somebody to come home. You know, you, you kind of take care of your business and survive in the meantime. So, and you know, I watch the coaches, and then I, you know, I, I had this conversation with Steve sometimes, and you just look around the nation, and you're just like, I know what good basketball looks like. And I look around and I just don't see a lot of good basketball. I, I, I see a couple of teams. Yes, your rival's one of the teams that are playing a lot better basketball than, than most. But it's not a lot of, it's not a lot of good basketball. And it's making me sad. Listen, separate Louisville from this conversation because they're bad. It's bad basketball. 
right? No question about that. But I'm seeing way too much bad basketball around the world. And I'm getting sadder and sadder because it's it's, it's people I don't expect to, to play bad basketball. I don't expect... I mean, y'all know what I'm saying. You, you, you. I, okay, put it this way. I don't want to say coaches' names because I have coworkers who talk, who yell out coaches' names, and I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm taking shots at them because they're coaches that they, you know, tout and you know show some bad basketball. It's like I'm not making that comparison because you know I don't think you know our team is doing a good job at all. You know, I, I think it's bad basketball on this front. So, you know, it's like I don't even want to mention any other coaches, but the coaches you've been hearing on the radio or on the on the, the message boards or on Twitter, there's a lot of bad basketball going on. And here's the thing. For a second, I'm like, Marcus, are you just looking around and just and, and just justifying everything? I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Ju- I'm not looking around. I'm not justifying. I see a lot of bad basketball. I don't like it. I don't like the pick and roll all day. Uh, I, I can understand what the coaches do. I don't like this. The, the, just the, just the, the the pick and roll. I don't like the weave. I don't like the th- the the weave when Rick Pitino was doing it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But here's the thing. That's what basketball has become and has been doing over the past however long and this is where we're at and the more influential NBA guy is just it's just speeding up towards a brick wall every day and I heard something I heard something the other day I, I just can't help myself now I hope the sound I hope the sound is is where you need it to be but I'm going to try to play this sound for you and I, I, like I said, just for your own entertainment, I hope you guys heard. I hope you have heard this, and I hope you recognize the voice. But I am disappointed in the way we played for the 29 years of players I had before this. That's disappointing. That's not Spartan basketball. Those turnovers, it seemed like they were doubling, trapping you guys out front with a lot of pressure and bumping and pushing all night. Yeah, they were physical as hell. I mean, I didn't like that. And on the other side of it, I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's why I give him credit. Absolutely loved it. I thought those guys were way more physical than us, and they did that all day long, and and, uh, we knew they were going to trap. We went over everything they were going to do. I thought we were very well prepared. I'm not going to take any negative to me or my staff on that. Um, My guys didn't play as hard, so that falls on me. It doesn't fall on the players because nothing falls on players anymore. I understand that. So that falls on me, and credit goes to him on uh, the way they played. Um, you just said that wasn't Spartan basketball. No, it wasn't. Uh, how do you define Spartan basketball? Well, we defend, we rebound. Today we didn't defend at all. You know, I mean, it wasn't the, the stats, you know, all you analytical guys, you know, I hate analytics because they're phony. Sooner or later, you look in a guy's heart, you look in a guy's eye, and then you find out about a guy. Everybody in the NBA and in college now, they want analytics. Analytics, what does analytics mean here? Huh? Does it mean we won the game? Analytics are crap. You know what? Sooner or later, guys got to just muscle up. We just came out one of our best games we could play, and I had a guy that played his best and doesn't get a rebound tonight. Doesn't, I don't even think he scored a point. 
I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. How do you really explain that? Like, you know, the bad coaching. I I I do a bad coaching because remember now, you're not allowed to blame a player. Um, so it's bad coaching. I mean, and, and I'm not being sarcastic. My guys didn't play. You know, I get the football pads out again for rebounding. As I say all the time, I'll probably get sued. This is, listen, I might have started my coaching career sounding like Tom Izzo. That, that's me coaching on day one versus him coaching on year 29. He said, listen, he said, I prepared my guys. <clears throat> I'm not taking any fault for the preparation. My guys were prepared. My coaching staff had them prepared. We told them everything the other team was going to run. We ran it in practice. Y'all, uh, again, y'all, this is my this is my inner this is my inner angry at my teammates when we don't execute child coming out when I listen to Tom is uh, listen, he's like it's not my fault. This group of players, they suck tonight. They were trash. And, and here's the thing, you're not allowed, listen, this is Tom Izzo said, you're not allowed to blame the players. Let's get this straight. You're not allowed to ever blame the players. But I prepared my players to play. They didn't play hard. God, you know, one night he has 20, he didn't have a, a point, he didn't have a rebound. They just, they play like trash. And he says, okay, well, what's the problem? Well, it's coaching. It's coaching because you can't blame the players. We are prepared. But at the end of the day, all I can say is coaching every every time. I may I may have to get the pads out and we start playing football in practice. And and some people are gonna love it, but people people want you on the verge of getting sued or fired every every game. Every single game. I I, I did realize that recently. The 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 fan wants the gladiator style. A, a sporting event where the stakes are live or die. <laughs> fired, win or you're fired today. And if you win, I'll see you in 48 hours to live or die, win or get fired. Only two options. <laughs> Oh, I, I listen. That's why when when you see a comfortable Jay Wright, that's when you see a comfortable, happy, smiling Chris Mack. You know, chopping it up with 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 good men on on a little interview. You can see the you can see the the, the calm and the spirit in those people and those guys' faces <laughs> when they when they just uh when they just chop it up about basketball instead of being in the win or die mode. But yeah, my man Izzo, listen, between Izzo having that press conference and Mick Cronin, who's was about five and nine, something like that, uh, 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 just skipping press conferences. <laughs> I'm looking, listen, go, go listen to a must-bust interview right now. These are some great coaches. And they all pissed off. <laughs> they they're all pissed off because they have to play these pro these pro sets 
to keep the kids happy. They got to talk about this NIL stuff to keep these kids happy. Like I said, must bust, Cronin, Izzo. Thing, uh, Beard's been killing it, but he just got busted. But you get my point. Like, these some good coaches that are really, really not happy with the with with the the direction of the game uh, uh win or lose so anyway that's my that's my macro on college basketball i just i definitely wanted to pass along that that Izzo interview it just to me it just it was it was spirit animal ish to hear that um so here's the other thing my team moving forward what am i interested in watching okay Elephant in the room. Going down this road, you know, you keep getting performances like this. It's, I think it's fair to say that this staff will not be retained. I think in, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's my opinion. I think it's the opinion of the masses going down this road. This, this, this won't continue. It's natural to say, hey. What do we have? What are we going to have in the cupboard moving forward? You know, what, 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 what's the, what's the uh, um, projection? What's the projection of the team? Now, I listen, I can have conversations about the Louisville brand and, and rebuild versus reload and keeping your guys and all that good stuff. I can have that conversation. Not really necessary for the moment because I'm still watching basketball. But I can say on the court, what do I what do I want to keep? There was a moment in the Pittsburgh game where I I I did I did it. I kicked I kicked people off the team again. Actually, I didn't keep I didn't kick people off the team. I selected guys that could stay on my team. I literally selected guys that could stay on my team. I, I, I listen. I picked out of the lineup. I picked Tyler Johnson, of course. I picked Caleb Glenn, of course. I picked D'Lo. I picked. Ty, wait, Tyler, Caleb, D'Lo, Curtis, and Mike James. And I was I was so mad at Curtis. But it, I wasn't mad at Curtis. I was mad at Coach Payne for Curtis. <laughs> so it was one of those things. Curtis got in. He took a quick shot. It was a terrible shot. But you could tell that shot was Curtis Curtis Williams Jr. shot that shot because he feels like the only way he's going to stay in the game is if he's hit, hitting his three-pointers. Curtis feels that way, and I know why he feels that way, because when I see him play great defense and I see him come right out the game, even when he's running his cuts right, he's, he's staying in posture. You know, I've seen him not get rewarded for his contributions outside of 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 shooting the ball well. Now that that's a that's a a tributary that I was not planning on going uh, on going down. But the point is. I had five guys that made my team and everybody else had to go. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, listen. There was something that I didn't like out of every one of those guys, everyone else's 
uh, um, uh, posture. It was either posture, demeanor, discipline. You know, it was something about the guy. Listen, you know, other guys, listen, they have talent. They have ability, all that good stuff. But the um, the gravity, sometimes guys that can play but just have so much bad gravity that it messes up the team. To me, every, all, all the guys I didn't mention, they had gravity that was pulling us in a, in, a, in, a, in a bad direction. So, but here's the thing. I started thinking about next year's team. I started thinking about who I'm taking the next year's team and, you know, and all that good stuff. And it was kind of like I was in the middle of the game, like, okay, we got to wrap our arms around some of these guys. We have to wrap our arms around some of these guys, no matter how you feel about the program. Like, could you could you do that as mad as you are and as much as you, you know, uh, call for a change? Would you admit you got to you, you want to wrap your arms around some of these guys? I watched a burgeoning partnership, a, a, a burgeoning. OK, one of my favorite things to watch on a basketball court is a play gone wrong and both guys making the same reaction. What do I mean by that? Tyler Johnson goes to the basket. He tries to dish it to Caleb. Caleb, listen, it's, it ends up in a turnover. Tyler Johnson, it's all before the before the, the the ball even hits the ground on a turnover. Tyler Johnson is already turning around. He's tapping himself on the chest. He knows he messed up, and he's pointing up. He has his back turned to Caleb Glenn. Caleb Glenn is 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 telling Tyler he's pointing up. Tyler didn't even see Caleb Glenn reacting that way. That means both people knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing on that play. That means players knew, coaches knew, everybody on the court knew what was supposed to happen with that play. Now, when I see those plays, I say, okay, those two guys are on the same page. They're locked into the game plan. They're locked into the, the routine. They're locked into the discipline. It just, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. So I see that play. And I'm like, there's got to be minutes for those two from here on out. The motor I saw on Caleb and the motor I saw on Tyler and the trust. Go, you go watch that game. They don't trust passing the ball to Brandon. I, I Listen, I tell these stories all the time. I understand exactly where it's coming from. There's nothing worse. Then, then there's nothing worse there's nothing worse than having to face Denny Crum after your center didn't hold off his man and you he gave you a target, you threw the ball to his target and the center doesn't hold off his man and that center and the defending center jumps around tips the ball loose and it ends up in a turnover because at the end of the day there's something you could have did as a guard to 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 make things um you know, to, to, to make things, quote-unquote, uh, uh, more easy for the center. It's a total bias. It's a total bias take that I'm giving you, but it is what it is. So, 
the 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 trust between players I'm going to be looking for. Can you pass the ball hard? You know, can you trust the guy? Do can we can we make a couple plays without having to think, without having to talk, without having to make it as difficult um as as, as humanly possible? Like it's, it's just not we don't have to have those plays. I got five guys on my team. I need those five guys back on my team. Tyler, Curtis, Caleb, D'Lo, and Mike James. Actually, Manny, but Manny wasn't playing, so that's why I left him out. So, moving forward, this is what I'll be looking Again, I'll be looking for chemistry for moving forward. I'll be looking for defensive rebounding, defensive effort, uh, um, and fundamentals. Fundamentals, two hands on the ball, every one-handed pass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a negative check mark. Every one-handed pass, every um, every time they don't use the glass, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna just do a, a my personal Marcus Maven scoring system. On how these guys played, and I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a page out of Izzo's book. I'm not gonna go full analytics on anybody, but I'll be watching those. I'll be watching those detailed fundamentals, using the glass, two two hands on the ball, stance on offense and defense, stance on offense and defense, and chemistry between players has moved up to one of my highest priorities uh, on watching the basketball team. Um, like I said, that that that'll be the way I enjoy it. Um, again, again, again. Don't want to finish on a bad note. Want to finish on a positive note. Prayers, prayers, definitely prayers to the family of Coach Jerry Jones. We love y'all. Cardination loves you. I know you know it. I hope you know it. All that good stuff. Um, again. Congratulations, Coach Brom, and your portal domination. You really make my show. You you help my shows go so much smoother. So uh, that's a that's just a personal thank you. People, be safe out there. Play us on out. Uh, yeah, definitely be safe. Shout out to Kentuckiana Pump Sales. Shout out to Citadel Roofing and Construction. Of course, Four Pegs, Derek A. Stewart, and all our wonderful, wonderful uh, partners. As always, 8150-939 is always the number. 3831-939 is always the text line. The YouTube channel is normally made for the Ville. Midday's Marcus Raven, 939 The Ville.